Oh, you boys, they my brothers, they my friends. Yeah. I let Coach Sumlin, yeah. I let the stoop. The entire first half, we got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money, and all we wanted to do was have pouty expressions on our face. Hello, and welcome to the Around the 12 podcast. My name is Tanner Price, and while I'm not in person with my co-host, Greg Hockert, we are uh, convening on Zoom this week. Greg, how are you? I'm doing pretty well, Tanner. How about yourself? I am good. It has been, well, you and I have talked, not on the podcast, but it's been a while since we have uh, hopped on the podcast and really talked anything for that matter. But um, it's good to be back. We took a, I don't know. Summer hiatus? A little, yeah, a little hiatus that was unannounced. Um, but Greg and I have both had very busy mays and junes so um yeah we're <laughs> it's it's been it's been pretty wild greg you want to maybe you want to give some of your updates and then i'll give some of mine and then we'll we'll talk about what we're going to talk about yeah well for one we both moved so that that definitely needs to be acknowledged i think anyone who's ever moved before you know will tell you it's way more work than every single time you you know you'll think it's Okay, I can knock this out in an hour. I can pack this in an hour. No, it's going to take you two and a half hours. Uh, so it 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 was a lot. Um, given I moved an hour and a half from Oklahoma City to Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, and you moved, I don't even want to know how many hours to Salt Lake City. Seventeen. Like, okay, I was gonna I was gonna guess <laughs> sixteen, but uh, right right in that right in that uh, in that range, but. Yeah, so I think I mentioned this before, but I, I got a new job. So um, my wife and I moved to Tulsa, and we have just been in the process of May was moving. June has been buying house, so just completely nuts. First-time home buyers, so learning a lot of new things and a lot of, uh, you know, I was a finance major, but the, I, I never took a class on, you know, I took a real estate finance class, but it's different when you're learning it from the other side. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. being a home buyer is stressful, man. Let me, uh, I know you can, I, I think you can, you can relate <laughs> to that. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, our, we, we've been very similar in that May, uh, my wife and I, we were packing up our apartment and then we moved on June 1st out to Salt Lake city. And within, within a week we were, we had an offer on a house and we actually closed yesterday. So we are very excited about our new place. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a whole whirlwind to say the least. It uh it's been a lot of fun, but a, a lot of energy spent for sure. And I also hey, what's your have you I know you've been there for all of three what, weeks. Three weeks now. Favorite yeah. restaurant, coffee spot. You got like a go-to place yet? Oh, oh yeah, coffee spot for sure. So Salt Lake Roasters, I Julia, my wife Julia and I, we uh we met the uh we met the owner while we were there one one day. He was super cool. His name is John. He's he's awesome. He's very knowledgeable. He's been in the business for like 50 years, he said. Um, so he he was pretty, pretty sweet. I I really like their coffee. They have like like 30 home roasts. It's it's crazy. Um, so yeah, that that place was pretty sweet. Um restaurants, we are still uh, we're just trying everything at this point. We there's this place called Ves- Vessel Kitchen, which is like it's pretty pretty sweet. They actually have a I'm pretty sure they have an NIL deal with uh, Cam Rising, the quarterback from Utah. 
Oh no way. He has a he has a an entree on the menu. Yeah. So that's that is uh definitely interesting. We need to get some I, I haven't heard of a Big 12 athlete that's got a deal like that. I feel like we, we've got enough small town college towns that, that should be easy, like no problem. Oh, I know. I I totally agree. I don't I don't know why it hasn't happened, but um yeah, I'm sure I, well maybe maybe there are some just in uh, some places that we don't know, or uh, there are some NIL deals with the four schools that are that are joining the Big Twelve. We will we'll have to find out about that for sure. But I am I'm actually really excited uh, to be in a different Big Twelve city. Well, granted, Salt Lake is about thirty to forty minutes away from Provo, but I will definitely be making it down to uh, to BYU this year for for at least one game, if not two. That'll be fun. You'll have to uh, I'm trying to think what are their they get OU. That they would do be a get blast. OU. I think that's... Who else do they have that's that's um, uh, notable? Who big opponents? I I, for, I forget their schedule. I feel I like I feel like they, they play... play a lot of the a lot of the uh, big opponents on the road this year. But well, I know they play. I know their first game is at Kansas, and the only reason I remember that is because when we were breaking down the schedules when they dropped, I listed that as one of my like under the radar games I'm excited oh, yeah, for, yeah. only because like of last year at Kansas was, you know, Kansas is back now. Uh supposedly we'll see. And you know, BYU's first first big well, they do I, they have, I just thought that would be fun. They have their home their home conference uh schedule is Cincinnati, Texas oh, Tech, uh Iowa State and OU. So that's, that's a fantastic pretty, slate. Yeah, it really is. So we will I'll I'll definitely try to make it out to a couple games. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I've heard a lot about BYU's stadium and the whole atmosphere. Definitely, definitely the, uh, the Cougar mascot. You see him on a lot of videos going out on social media. So, oh yeah. He's the dancing mascot, right? Like break yes. dancing mascot. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's pretty, he's pretty good. Pretty good at what he does. I, uh, have to admit, I would not be the same there. I, I I'm not a break dancer. Greg is though. For all those uh, no. people out there who want to learn how to break dance, Greg, Greg is very confident. <laughs> I, I, you know, Tanner, I'm I'm confident after you know it's if it, it it's been about an hour. You know, if we're at a wedding, it's been about an hour or two at the reception. I'm a little bit more mm. confident. Yeah, at that yep. point in time. Um, but it takes yep. me a bit to get there. So I, I I'm with you. I get that. I get that. Well, yeah, man. Uh, gosh, we have had some pretty, uh, pretty crazy last two months. I can't believe it's already the end of June already, but, um, so yeah, we apologize to all of our listeners for our unannounced hiatus. Um, it's been what, four weeks now, Greg, I've lost track to be completely honest with you. (laughs) It's been, it's been too long is basically what we're saying, but we, we do have some, some things planned for, uh, for the rest of the summer and going into football season. We we have I I think Greg remind me if I'm wrong but we have two confirmed guests uh, for the rest of the summer we don't know when they will be on but we have two confirmed guests and then um let's see what else what else are we gonna do we're gonna cover some preseason polls basically how all the major media outlets come come out with their preseason polls for the Big Twelve we are going to do that as well that'll be kind of fun uh, definitely get a sense of where each other's at and where we think the teams in the big 12 will end up. And then we have kind of a fun episode that we have planned out. I'm going to, I'm going to drop it now just so that you guys have time to, to, 
think about it because I know Greg and I are going to put a lot of thought into this, but the topic of one of the episodes is going to, is going to be if every team or university was a fast food restaurant, which would they be? So that, that should um, inspire some of you or make you turn this podcast off. I'm not sure which one I hope it inspires you, but um, I can't wait to, to, to make everyone mad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to. (laughs) And then um, tonight, Greg and I, well, whenever you're listening to this, but Greg and I are recording uh, at night, we're going to talk a little bit about realignment because there's been a lot of news about that or rumors, rumors. Yeah. Uh, and then we, the big 12 came out with, uh, they announced that there will be some big 12 abroad games. So that'll be basketball played in Mexico city. And I think that there's a few other, uh, few other, uh, sports that are going to be played abroad, but, uh, yeah, so we're going to, we're going to talk about that a little bit. And then the la- the last thing that we have on our list here is we're going to rank the Big 12 football stadium. So that, that one should also be pretty fun. Greg and I will definitely be putting a lot of thought into that, and we would love to hear your guys' uh, thoughts and criticisms of our top, I guess, 14. Wow. we This is happening, Greg. We got 14 teams in the Big 12. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, it'll be interesting when football rolls around, especially in the non-con when there are, you know, 12 to, to 13 games happening in, in one, in one weekend it won't really be possible. We, we would spend two hours talking, trying to break down all of them. So we'll probably, when that time comes, we'll probably skim over a few, but it'll be a lot of fun to have the new have the new teams in with OU and Texas. And it's been interesting how the Big 12 has been advertising this because it's very – they're in kind of a sticky situation where, you know, you don't want to throw just the Big 12 title on these 14 teams because you have the inevitable of OU and Texas leaving about a year from now. And so they've been advertising it as like Big 12 football 2023 with like the label of the year. And I think that's really – like I think it's smart because you avoid – you know, maybe some public mockery, but then it's, it's cool because it's like, this is it. This is like, you you don't get a sample size of a decade. It's like, this is, this is all you get is, is these 14 teams one year, you know, let let's, it's going to be chaotic. And that's basically what the, what the, the message has been. And, And I couldn't agree more. I think top to bottom will be in a very, I'm sure Tanner and I will be, repeating ourselves over and over again, top to bottom, I think will be the big 12 will be one of the stronger conferences in football in the country. Um, obviously not top heavy, like no, uh, the SEC and the big 10, no Rutgers or Vanderbilt's in this conference, no Rutgers, no Indiana's no Illinois. Like uh, who was it? Northwestern last year. I think they won one game yeah, and it was in Ireland against Nebraska. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, we don't have a team like that kansas used to be that team they ended up going six and six or six and seven last year so it's uh and you know maybe some of the new big 12 teams will struggle maybe they'll get off really good starts no no one really knows i'm sure there will be a big 12 team in there that goes you know wins only three or four games but there's not going to be you know for example iowa state last year last place in the big 12 did anyone still want to go to ames on a saturday night to go play iowa state no. Um, and, and, and it's because they're not Vanderbilt, like they're still going to sell out their stadium. <laughs> and so top, top to bottom, it's going to be 
a really, really fun and, and stacked conference. And I'm, I'm excited for it. I know it's, I know it's June, you know, 4th of July is around the corner. We're, we're getting close, but we're still about two months away. I'm, I'm pumped. It's what, like 60, 60 something days. We're definitely under 70 now. I know that for Labor Day weekend is kind of that unofficial, you know, weekend kickoff. So yeah, that, well, I think there's one week before that where not every team plays. And, and I'd have to look. I don't think any Big 12 teams are playing in that week zero, but I, I'm sure everyone's playing Labor Day weekend. So yeah, you know, yeah. you know what my plans will be. I'll be I'll be watching a lot of football. I think a OSU lot. is a home game that weekend, though. So I'll, I'll probably be at that. Uh, but other other than that, I'll watch everything I can. A lot of time spent in front of the TV. Also, just just a side note for uh for this com- upcoming football year, I'm I'm sure that Greg and I will We'll we'll definitely spend a lot more time. Uh, not that we didn't watch the games last year, but we'll definitely be watching more in depth so that we can give a more uh, how do you, how how do I say this more educated uh, synopsis of games, and then that'll also make sure that our picks are better than they were last year. Yeah, I am excited to start over. I, I think that my <laughs> picks just started going downhill the second we decided to record a podcast last year. Uh, so we'll see uh-huh, if it's we'll, uh-huh. we'll, we'll that's what see that's what it, they all say. If it's the podcast jinx or if it was truly just the end of the year just got very unpredictable. Um, which it did. I, I'll be I'll be honest. The end of the year got kind of crazy. Um, but anyway, yeah, we're we're excited. We'll be, you know, when uh, I'll admit when OSU has a home game. I will be there, but, you know, good and bad, good Tanner won't be there. So he'll be able to watch all the games. Bad Tanner won't be there. So unfortunately the like what three or four year streak of us sitting together at football games is, is broken, but you'll, you'll be back for, for one or two, I think. Oh, yep. Yep. That is, that is the goal. I, my wife and I will definitely be at the last bedlam game. If it costs me an arm and a leg, I'm okay with that (laughs) because a last bedlam doesn't ever really happen in a lifetime so that will be we will for sure be there for that one but yeah okay. so it'll, it'll be it'll be a good season um oh, yeah. i i'm ecstatic yeah it's definitely going to be hectic with 14 teams but i am so so excited um also greg before we before we get going i just gotta give a quick shout out to my one and only denver nuggets for coming home with the chip um, oh you know it's been so long i didn't even that was one of the first things I thought about when they won, and and it's been a couple of weeks now. It has, it has, but I'm still riding high. I'm still very excited. Uh, the first one in the entire franchise's 56 year history, so it feels very, very sweet. Um, I do have to call you out a little bit though. I I was shocked. I was sitting there watching Game Five, uh, and I'm texting you, and the messages aren't going through. I'm like, what? What is he doing? I'm like, surely he's watching this game. You were playing oh. in a pickup. Not pick up a no. rec league basketball game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, me and my buddy, we had a rec league basketball game. Uh, well, my buddy, friend of the podcast, Joe Golter. Um, we were playing in a in a rec league basketball game. Uh, we paused the game and we turned off our phones, and then we came back and we watched the game, and it was just like nothing ever happened. So you truly didn't know who won. There was no. Yes. Nope. Okay. See, I, I just, I'm not a, I'm not a pause. Okay. If it's a, if it's an event as big as that, where like, you know, it's your NBA team, it's your hometown, you know, for, well, 
not current, but former hometown. I mean, I, I'm it. There would be not much that would get me to pause and <laughs> and get and get off the couch watching that thing that's, live. That, like I like fair. I still I still remember where I was to this day when the Spurs won the championship in 2014, and also where I was when they lost in 2013 when Ray Allen hit that shot. Uh, like I'll oh, never forget yeah. it. That'll so. that'll sting you good. Yep. No, I I I get it. I I understand that might uh that might rub some people the wrong way, but. Either way, hey, I, I, I respect you going out and, and balling out for your rec league team, though. Oh, I I'm sure they we, appreciated we, it. <laughs> yeah, we had to. Um, even though we ended up losing that night, that's all right. The Nuggets still got the W, and that's all that that's all that matters. But um, yeah, okay. So, Greg, which one you want to hit realignment first, or you want Let, hit- let's knock out realignment because we have gone in depth about this. Uh, actually, it might have been the last episode we recorded is when we went. Is when we did kind oh, of that, yeah, that, we talked that about draft of yep, yep yeah, that's and, exactly I, and I'm it. sure if I'm sure if people listen to that, they probably had some critiques of our draft. Just know that was planned on the fly, and we did not plan that. So hopefully, our uh, stadium rankings uh, and 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 Big Twelve teams to fast food restaurant comparisons will be a little bit more well thought out to where we can explain. But yeah, I think since we've last talked, there have been no real. Um, there is there's been no concrete uh data out there that has suggested really anything differently other than the same uncertainty of the Pac-12's TV contract is still looming. Uh I think multiple people including myself thought that it would be out by now. Um and just being in business having a general assumption of the way this stuff works again, I, I don't work in, in, I, I, I don't do anything like this, but just assuming if they liked what they had, they would have announced it already. So in my mind, the Pactual still does not have a TV deal that the conf, that the schools are going to be happy with. Uh, and, and they're still searching for that. Uh, I think the Colorado, Colorado athletic director basically came out and said, we are not going to the big 12 essentially uh, but then he did add at the end that they would keep their options open if they didn't believe that the price of the Pac-12 TV contract was going to uh, was going to be adequate. So uh, that's not an exact quote, but but verbatim, that's that's kind of the I message mean, he was getting across. I mean, I hate to say this uh, because I I don't love that OU and Texas are leaving for the SEC, but. College athletics is sort of a business. Like if if it it would be you would be doing a bad job as an athletic director if you were not out there searching if you knew your conference was on the potential of having uh, your TV network deal be on the CW channel. You know what I mean? It's or, a, it's or, a multi billion dollar business. Like right, it, they have to. They don't have choices. Right. So you would be doing a bad job as an athletic director if you just like went along. Uh, with sort of a sinking conference so um, and there's also a certain amount of it, it there's a number that's placed on each conference based on the tv contract but then you also have to take into into consideration like leadership who's in charge of the conference what direction is it going in from everything that we've seen the moment that ou and texas announced they were leaving or it got leaked i should say pretty much after the initial shock of that set in the big 12 has been on a steady incline 
whereas the Pac-12 has been on a pretty sharp decline. Um, they have not recovered from USC and UCLA announcing they left. They've just been pretty stagnant. And if you're stagnant in, in college athletics, you're moving backwards. I think we've seen that with NIL. Schools that have not pursued uh, NIL funds are getting left left in the past. Uh, conferences that aren't actively looking at, at it, realignment are getting left. And at the end of the or, day, like, or even conferences that are looking for ways to promote themselves, kind of right. like the Big 12 abroad. Right. I, and I think the Big 12 has done a good job of that um, from a marketing standpoint. But I will just caveat, and I, and I think, Tan, I think you, you probably feel the same way. We're saying all this, we're going to talk about Colorado and Arizona and then possibly even Arizona State and Utah. If it was up to me, take all the money out of it. I love TCU. I love West Virginia. But give me the old Big 12. Like, give give me the 2008 Big 12 with, with your Nebraska, your A&M, your Colorado, um, your Missouri. Like, I, I know some of those schools have kind of – well, Really, all of them except for A and M have, have fallen well, off the cliff. I mean, even even A and M hasn't hasn't done much since they left. They have a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, um, and they have great They're recruiting rich. classes. But but I mean, as we've seen, unless I mean, unless you have a great coach who can put it together, a la Nick Saban, or uh, oh gosh, what's Georgia's head coach? Oh man. Okay. Anyways, uh, Georgia's head coach. Like you can have all the money in the world, but that's not going to buy you anything. Same thing, honestly. Same thing with Texas. Like, they have all the money in the world, but how many 10-win seasons in the last decade have they had? One? Yeah, I think one. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I So, I, I think it's – I think the Big 12 is doing a good job. Um, and, and, again, I'm not saying that that, that conference in 2008, if you if you had those teams together today, is, is the most profitable, the best conference on the field, whatever it may be. It's just a nostalgia thing for me. I mean, I grew up with that. I, I wouldn't even mind, like – you know, throwing in an Arkansas, like an old Southwest conference team in there. Uh, you know, if, if you're trying to make it a super conference, keep TCU in West Virginia and, and call it a day. And, and I'd be, I'd be thrilled with that. Um, yeah. The the old big 12 is, is pretty legendary, but I do have to say it's, it's quite interesting that every team that's left for quote unquote greener pastures, um, those pastures have not been as green as they thought they would, would have been at the beginning. Random caveat. Did you happen to see Colin Coward's take on OU? Uh, I did. I did. What were, do you want to, do you want to summarize that? What were your thoughts on, on that? Well, so his comment was basically that OU leaving for the SEC, they'll basically become what Nebraska has become. And since they've left the big 12, Um, I don't know if it'll be quite that bad. Um, but I don't think that they will be the OU of the Big 12. That's that'll that's just my assessment. And I think I'll I think I'll just leave that one there because um they could also go to the SEC and do very well. But my 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 opinion is that they won't have the success that they've had in the Big 12. I think I think I would definitely agree with that. Most people would probably agree with that. Um yeah, he was coming at it from the standpoint of of he, his take was we've only seen in our lifetimes one national powerhouse, national college football powerhouse, completely fall off, like like completely fall off, and and that being Nebraska. And there's some reasons for that, you know. Obviously, leaving the conference, uh, leaving your your you know they had a pretty 
uh, heavy recruiting base in Texas that they that they gave up. There's not a lot of in-state talent at Nebraska. He said the same thing about Oklahoma. Now living here for you know five or six years, I, I disagree with that a little bit. I think there's more talent in Oklahoma than than uh, people give it credit for. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm the same as you, Tanner. I, I disagree. I think OU they won't be as good in the SEC as they are in, in the Big Twelve. However they still are going to have that recruiting base in Texas just due to proximity and due to the fact that they still have conference teams in Texas. Like when Nebraska left, their road games are Northwest. Like their road games are in Illinois. They're in Ohio. They're in Pennsylvania. They're not in the Southern, the Southern part of the country. So I, I disagree with it, but I do see where he's coming from. And it was an interesting take. I just was curious what your thoughts were on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it'll definitely, I'll, We'll definitely keep our eye on it. I think that'll be that'll be an an interesting sight to see two of the more uh, blue blood wealthier programs leaving one conference for another. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested. I can't say that I'm super excited. I'm still slightly upset with that with that decision. But I like I like I was talking about before with the teams potentially leaving the Pac-12. I understand the business decision behind it. Um, even if I don't like it, but uh, I guess they didn't, they didn't ask me for my, for my opinion. So there you go. <laughs> oh, they, they, well, they didn't ask any big tool school for their opinion. They hired lawyers to make sure uh, no one, no one found out about it. So uh, I would say most big 12 schools definitely have a reason to be um, a little salty. Um, but I mean, this is it. This year is it. You get your chance on the field. You know, um, most schools will not be playing, OU or Texas in any time in the near future. I mean, at least I, if I had to guess, it'd be, it'll be at least 12 to 15 years before you maybe see another Bedlam or you maybe see Texas play a, uh, a Baylor or a Texas Tech or someone like that. So uh, it, it's, it'll be decided on the field this year and whoever wins, they'll, they'll get the last laugh for, you know, the next decade plus. So. Yep. Yeah, for put, sure. Makes give the gives the games uh, some pretty high stakes, but it does. It does. Like I was saying, the last bedlam. It's going to be. It is going to be fun, and I'm. I'm just as an OSU fan. I'm. I'm happy to say that it is in Stillwater this year. So that'll be that'll be exciting for sure. Okay, Greg. Uh, Big Twelve abroad. So, the Big Twelve came out this year or this summer, pretty recently, saying that there will be. Uh, definitely a bass. Is it Houston and Kansas? I think it's Houston and Kansas. Yes, it is. Uh, playing in Mexico City. Um, first of all, before we get to our fun little question here, Greg, what are your what are your thoughts on the Big Twelve abroad in general? I am honestly not a huge fan of this. Um, I think that a lot of what Brett Yormark has done. Um, again, I think I've said this probably four times already in the last 20 minutes, but from a marketing standpoint in the last year plus uh, and, and his time as commissioner has been fantastic. I think this is his one miss because at the end of the day, you're taking a marquee matchup off of a campus and you're putting it not only at a neutral site, but in a different country. And, and I'm all for, you know, I'm all for going to, to, to other countries and playing sports like, like, for example, Nebraska and, and Northwestern went to Ireland last year and played football. And, and I think it was a huge success. Like they had a pretty big turnout and uh, the NFL has done it as well. 
um, going to Europe to play to play football, and I think they've had some success with it. But when it comes to college, college sports, Big 12 sports, I think that when you take a game off campus, you're risking quite a bit because you have a known commodity on campus. You know Allen Fieldhouse is going to sell out. You you know that that Houston's arena is going to sell out when they welcome Kansas for the first time. And that atmosphere is going to be absolutely nuts. So you're taking that, you're putting it in Mexico. The atmosphere could still be crazy, but it's not going to have that same college feel. It's not going to be on campus. So that that's why I, I don't like it. Uh, and I hope that they keep this to a minimum. And I certainly, certainly hope that they don't do it for football because of the fact that, again, in basketball, you at least have probably, you know, 16, 8 to 18 and somewhere in that range home games. Whereas for football, you could have anywhere from, you know, five to eight home games in a given year. So that that's yeah. my opinion. <clears throat> well, Greg, I do have to say that I actually really agree with you there. Um, I do understand the marketing perspective behind it and trying to uh, grow the Big 12's fan base so you get more eyes on the TV. So therefore you get more money for the conference. I get that. Um, but yeah, taking, taking especially, especially two one seeds from this last NCAA tournament, uh, taking them away from their campuses is, um, I'm not going to say detrimental, um, but it, it, it takes away from, uh, money that could be, uh, given to the universities, which I'm sure the money will still go towards the universities, but I think they're going to probably miss out on some, uh, food and, alcohol sales as well. So that'll just be something, something interesting to keep an eye on. But um, in the spirit of being abroad, Greg, um, if you could pick another country to play a sport in, where would it be? And what sport would you play there? Okay. Is this, is this big, big 12 related? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, okay, we'll okay. stick with the big, okay. you could even, you could even pick the matchup. Okay, I, I have one idea. Unfortunately, it doesn't meet one of the one of the criteria of, of the question. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put my idea out there, then I'll let you go and, and I'll try to think of something that actually matches up with the question. Okay. I think that that the MLB has had one of the best ideas in, in recent memory for a uh how do you say it? neutral site matchup in in the games in which they've done their field of dreams. Uh, whatever it's called, the the Field of Dreams game, yeah, where they take no, that, that, yeah, two, it is a two, ML, two MLB teams and they put them literally in like a cornfield in Iowa, and they like try to do the best makeshift stadium they can, but the outfield is like all green pastures, all all farmland, whatever it may be. I think you take the, I, I think you do like maybe a mini mid season baseball and softball tournament. And I mean, at the end of the day, the Big 12 is – those are the Big 12 states. I mean, you got Oklahoma, Kansas, Iowa. You you do – you know, you kind of quote-unquote copy the MLB. You got you got some cornfields is what you're saying. You got you got cornfields yeah. available. You, you got plenty of those. You kind of copy the MLB, but you make it more of a, of a tournament style, like just mid-season tournament style. Where you've got, you know, even even if not every team is out there, I think if you did a tournament, you'd have to have every team. But even if you took four four softball teams out there and they just did like a, um, you know, winner take winner take all, what you know, bragging rights probably, but just 
doing that out there in, in, in a field of dream scenario, I think is just super cool. And it brings a lot of attention to, uh, to the sport. And as we've seen in the last, it's been, it's been about a month now. Um, but, but college softball is, is big time increasing in popularity. And I think that'd be a really cool, really cool deal. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is a good idea. Um, okay. I'll give you my answer and I am interested to see what you say. It's kind of a, it's kind of out there, but if you follow the Denver Nuggets like I do, then you know that the best player in the world, not just on the Nuggets, but the best player in the world, the Kole Jokic, is from Serbia. Now, if you've ever even just seen highlights of basketball games in Serbia, you know that it is a raucous crowd. There, It's, it's honestly like a Latin America uh, soccer game, like – flares everywhere everybody's jumping up and down it is like it is like nothing you've ever seen before it's it's so crazy that they allow stuff like that indoors um but let's see if i if i really had to pick i would take (laughs) and this is this also doesn't really fit into the into the question but i would take an all-time basketball uh bedlam basketball matchup so basically you take your all-timers from ou your all-timers from oklahoma state and you play in Serbia um, in front of basically 20,000 crazies. Like that would, to me, that would be so fun. I mean, you could even throw, uh, you could throw Kansas and Houston there. Like any of the marquee Big 12 basketball matchups, throw them in Serbia and it would just be absolutely insane. I, I'm definitely here for it. I'm definitely here for basketball in Serbia. I've seen those videos where like it, looks like the bleachers are going to collapse because yes. everyone is in unison jumping up and down. Like it, it, it's insane. Um, I think Nikola Jokic had a quote, not this might've been maybe at the beginning of his career, but oh, they asked yep. him something about exactly crowd noise. And yep. he said, he said, brother, I play in Serbia. Like this is nothing like something like that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, brother, this does not phase me. I played in Serbia. <laughs> like like and, and he's being so serious because those videos are nuts yeah I, I'm, I'm here for it uh I, I would I would love to see it I would love to see uh I would love to see certain like the the people of Serbia get uh uh you know an, an American basketball it, it, I'm sure it's a little different from Serbian basketball um but I, I'd love to see it happen you know yeah. I'm, I'm I'm struggling I'm struggling with ideas so I'm just going to kind of go with uh, I'm going to go with the one that I had at the beginning that I wasn't maybe a huge fan of in my head, but I couldn't think of anything else. I think not a conference matchup, but I think a, a, a non-con take, um, take Texas football, probably, you know, Texas or OU, but I, I go with Texas, one of the bigger brands in the big 12 for this year. And, and, and you let them go play a game kind of, kind of like Nebraska and Northwestern they played in Ireland Maybe let Texas go play in London or so, somewhere like that, where you can uh, you can just kind of bring one of your brands overseas. Now, obviously, with Texas leaving, I would have to choose a new school. Um, maybe a maybe even a BYU or someone like that that's probably got some fans that that, that are abroad. But the way the the way the fans in Ireland uh, were like like showed out for. Uh, I mean, keep in mind this is Nebraska and 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 Northwestern. They're not really the 
not really two powerhouses like we mentioned. Well, Nebraska, be, Nebraska does have a pretty big fan base, but they've got a fan base. But in, in terms of a win loss perspective, Northwestern, the one game they won was in Ireland. So like, I not, do not very whoever, good team. Whoever set that game up, I think really missed out on an easy capitalization of getting people there. Uh, I don't know why Notre Dame didn't play in that game. Like, yeah, that would be. <laughs> I think I think they actually did play there a couple of years back, so maybe they were they're on a rotation or something. Um, awesome. but, I mean, I think you just gotta you gotta throw one of your marquee brands in in a country like that. You, you gotta you know make the beers make the alcohol prices more competitive than the than the soccer than the so, than the alcohol prices at the soccer matchups that they have. Because I mean, you see how nuts those are. And just bring oh, yeah. the alcohol prices down a little bit. <laughs> the interest won't be there. But then when you combat that with cheaper beer, I think you could get some Europeans out there and it would it would be fun. Maybe oh, not absolutely. like your Serbian basketball, but it, it could still be fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. That would be that would definitely, definitely be a good time. Um my my other idea, which is that it's not it's kind of like your first one, um, but a midseason uh Big 12 tournament at the Mecca of basketball at Madison square garden. That would be, that'd be a lot of fun, but I know that's not really big 12 country. So it might be tough to get people there, but still having a, having a big 12 tournament in Madison square garden would be, would be epic. I mean, you could, you could really do some crazy things like, uh, like I think it was, it was Gonzaga and I forget who their, who their opponent was, but they played on a, uh, they played on a, on a Navy ship. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And didn't they, have this to, like, past didn't they have to like, cancel i remember one time they had to cancel a game because it was too humid outside so the the hardwood that was outdoors was getting wet it was like yeah like slippery i i would imagine i mean look uh you saw some of those surfaces that the big 12 teams played for bowl games i i don't think that player player safety is probably their number one concern in setting up these (laughs) and setting up these non-traditional venues um i mean you could even say take a uh you, you could even you could even go like if you want to get really crazy just pick pick a beach any beach set up some elevated basketball court so you don't have to compete with the sand or anything just let just 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 let them play basketball out there like like just think of the most crazy uh or random kind of backdrops you could think of kind of like with the with the navy ship and and just it's easy to much easier to set up a makeshift basketball court than it than it would be a football field Yep. Yep. No, I, I get that. I also like what the, uh, one last one, I also like what the NHL does. So they have what's called the stadium series. So basically they will set up a hockey rink either in a MLB or NFL stadium and they play their game outdoors, which is kind of cool. Obviously it's in the middle of winter and it's, uh, somewhere up North. Um, but those are also really cool and they do like special Jersey, special jerseys for those. And that's, that, that's a really good time as well. But I, I don't know how the Big 12 could pull that off with I don't think the Big 12 has any uh hockey teams, some club teams but not any uh major division 1. Yeah, I I was teams. also trying to think of of two like some of the non uh the some some powers in the non uh like football basketball sports. Like for example, I think this upcoming volleyball season, Nebraska volleyball, one of the more popular teams, best teams in, in the NCAA, they're playing a, they're, they're playing a volleyball game inside Nebraska's football stadium. 
Didn't it sell out super fast? Yeah, like eighty five thousand or something crazy. Like by far the the biggest uh, crowd um, crowd record for uh, for attendees. So I I don't know. I mean, when I think of not maybe non traditional sports in terms of powers, I I think OU softball and and they kind of did that this past year with um, you know the the softball stadiums on campus don't have the biggest um uh capacity and so they 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 did a OU Texas at the at the Oklahoma City ballpark which is where they play the women's world series i think they sold that out that was like 13 or 14,000 yeah that's, uh, that's which, a pretty good size softball stadium for sure which yeah and, and i mean a lot of definitely a lot of tickets so they've kind of already done something like that for softball but you know and i can i can't think of any other um you know comparisons to like a nebraska volleyball but i love yeah. what nebraska did with the volleyball thing like that's that's really cool yeah it is well um let's see if you guys if you guys have any other suggestions on what the big 12 should do abroad let us know we are we're interested in this this summer is just going to be a lot of like fun silly stuff uh, before we get into football season and really start cracking down but if you guys have any uh other fun questions you'd like us to ask each other or think about let us know we uh we definitely could use could use some uh questions because greg and i we are not stand-up comedians if you couldn't tell uh i don't know i like the sound of it but i would be bad at it so greg do you have a do you have anything for the good listeners no no i i think uh it was it was good to be back and hopefully you know we'll uh we'll, we'll miss next week with it being the fourth of july week i'll be I'll be in South Carolina, not big 12 country either, but I, so I, I apologize for that, but um, we'll be on vacation. So we'll miss next week. We'll, we'll be, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe, maybe we'll get some restaurant fast food restaurant comparisons oh, in yeah, and, and make some people feel really good or really bad about their schools. Yeah. <laughs> or about but, us probably. Maybe, maybe but, about us. <laughs> yeah. That, that'll for sure be fun. Well, um, if you couldn't tell, just like uh, a dear friend of mine, Sam Ellinger, once said, we're back. Um, okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. But I had, to, I, had to, I had to throw it in there. Okay. Well, um, yeah, guys, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for spending uh, some time with us. If you wouldn't mind following us on Instagram and Twitter at around the underscore 12, uh, you'll be able to find us there. Uh, we're definitely going to start putting out some good content, especially with the fast food uh, restaurants. I think that'll be, that'll be pretty fun. Um, And then if you wouldn't also mind following us on Facebook at around the 12 podcast. And then if you would also uh, hit the bell on Spotify, Apple podcasts, so that uh, you get a notification every time we drop a new episode uh, in case we take an unannounced hiatus, but I don't think Um, we thank you for listening. Hope you have a great, great rest of your day. We thank you. We love you. Goodbye.